Today we're talking Omarosa addresses Trump haters and Nate Parker's rape, rape controversy continues more. All that on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live this week. I am back. It's been forever. What? Well, wait. What kind of dance steps for that? No, Matt, Matt, you're supposed to come in with more energy than that. Matt, Matt was looking around at us. I just saw Courtney's shoulders. I was like, I'm like, I'm the only one. Rachel's like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not gonna do it. You I'm like, wait a minute. I just said, Maddie, we gonna come in dancing. We got energy. Maddie was like. <laughs> Hey, I'm doing my little my my little two step. Everybody else didn't do nothing. I I'm like, okay. <laughs> don't let Rachel mess you up. Now. Yeah, don't follow, don't, don't follow you her dance lead now. Rachel, don't out. let her throw you off the beat, man. Oh, I'm dancing in my head. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be back. It's been two weeks. I, it's I been know. a minute. Um, I'm happy to be back. At, Black Hollywood Live this week. Um, as you can tell, we're already having fun. Our special guest today is director and author Maddie Rich. All so right. thank you for coming in today. Pleasure to be here. Well, and of course, joining me is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? And Rachel True. Hi. Jesse Janney is not here today, but he will be back next week. But uh, Maddie is going to fill in just quite great. I, got, I hope so. I can live up to it. Listen, yes. you got an exciting yes. new book called Bev that you're going to be talking about a little bit later That's on right. the show. I'm excited to talk about that. I saw I your trailer little video that you have for oh, it on cool. YouTube. And very it was cool. a very, very unique and cool and interesting story. Thank that you. I can't wait to hear more about it. Awesome. From you. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Courtney, you know I'm excited because summer is officially over, but fall football is starting, and I you know, know what that means. it came so fast. We can get on DraftKings and play some fantasy football. DraftKings is back. I like it. It is, and you know what? I feel like every time they up their game on how much money you can win, there's like $1 million in top prizes, uh, up to $5 million overall that you can just even get in total prizes. So yes, and I heard if playing. you get in right now, they have a special like week one contest going on. That's what, yeah, I like that. See, and it's easy. You get to pick your players, you can renew old rivalries, you can play with your friends. I mean, it's so simple that you can even get like your grandparents to play with you. Who's your team? You know what? Um, let's say the Cowboys this year. You're a Cowboys? Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. Cow- I'm going to see what they're going to do. You're going to see how the Cowboys are going to do. see what they're going to do. All right. Well, you need to go over to DraftKings.com right now and get your team set up, pick your players, and do all that stuff so you can cash in in this week one contest that they got going on. What's the code? I think you used the code Geek. geek and play for free. Yeah, you can play for free. The code is geek to play for free for your share of $5 million in total prizes in a week one contest. We're trying to get y'all over there right now. I mean, listen, we could go play right after we leave here because that's a lot of money that I would like to win. I, I need that money, so I'm going to go to <laughs> DraftKings.com right now. Secret code is geek. G-E-E-K, geek. Let's go. Uh, but we, of course, have some great topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually started debating some of these topics Already? before we came into Already? the show. Yeah, we Already? did. We did. We were having some discussions yeah. about well, wait, 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 I, I want to jump in that, but I just want to say for people out there, most people know who Maddie is, but if you don't, he's an auteur filmmaker oh, oh, who was like in one of the, that generation in the 90s, wow. late 80s, 90s that was coming up and really blo- brought like, well. movies wow. like yeah. Straight Out of Brooklyn, right? Thank you. Yes. Uh, to the forefront and yeah. just, uh, you know, it was a big part of American cinema. 
Jemima. So I yes. just want to point that out. So oh, stay tuned. Right. Well, real. stay tuned because you'll hear more about what he's doing. Nah, I really feel at home. Like right. No, I, <laughs> I told him before I came here, I was like, listen, Ingwell is still one of my favorite movies. Oh, when it comes it to one, I just sit down and watch it. I'll be back in next week, too. Listen, you come every day. Anytime. But it is important, to good point, Rachel, to acknowledge that because a lot of us grew up to your movies and you were a trendsetter and 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 really changed the game. All of it. For sure. All of it. Shout out to you. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on to some hot topics yeah. with Courtney Stewart. I have some hot topics, and the first one is Daryl has facial hair, guys. I do. <laughs> I do. I have my, my porn stash. I know. He's got the stash, stash, guys. Two weeks gone, and he had to grow some hair, but he looks good. And so does the U.S. Olympic team. Ah, <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. blowing it out of the water. We talked about last week. We were on the gymnasts last week, and this week we talking about the runners because the track stars are just, just exploding. We're going to just talk about the women because it's all about black girl magic because the black girls are just doing things like just blowing us all away like in ways mm-hmm. that we just can't imagine at this point um so this week it was all about allison felix uh she is a olympic star sprinter and yes she had a mishap on monday we're not gonna talk about miss shanae miller who threw herself across the finish line in the 400 and mm-hmm. took the gold medal from her but that's fine because she still won silver and she is now the most decorated uh, female track Cheers. athlete in the history of the Olympic team. So, congratulations, Allison Felix. You are amazing. In addition, her whole crew that just took the 100 meter hurdles gold, silver, bronze. Crushed wow. it. Yeah, they, they just did that, y'all. It was Brianna Rollins and uh, Nia Ali and Christy Kaslin. First, second, and third place. It was like it wasn't nobody else racing, guys. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have cable anymore, so I kind of missed a lot. <laughs> yes. of it, and I got rid of it. Um, and I like my life better without it. But I'm so sad I don't have it for the sake of the Olympics. Because this year, um, with great. so many black people just taking over, it's, yes. it is black girl magic. And I can't wait till we start playing hockey. You just wait. You it's just coming. We're coming for all your We're swimming. We're swimming. We're going to get on the ice. We're going to be on the slopes. Y'all going to be like, Everywhere. right. Yeah, we're take right it away. We're skiing. You will even no Norwegians. Well, what's great too about this is that she took the uh, most medals. Jackie Joyner Kersey had had six medals and now she took Seven. Seven. So, and Jackie even gave her a shout out. She, you know, she had a quote saying, "If someone is going to break the record, it should be Allison." It should mm. be. And uh, Jackie's well, been like awesome. a mentor to her, and Jackie's husband is her coach. Like they have a great relationship, and it's been all around great. And for those of you guys that are still watching the Olympics, we still got one more. We still crossing our fingers because the four by one hundred got disqualified. She was in it because they dropped the baton, but it's because that girl in the other lane hit her elbow. So they finished the race. <laughs> they finished the race, they finished the race anyway yeah. in hopes that they can appeal the agreement so that Friday they can race because they were favored to win because they're amazing and they yeah. just win everything. So I had a question. So when the sister dived uh, to the finish line, is that legal? Yeah, well, they're saying because technically it was her, what her, ch- like her chest area. And they're saying it's legal. Yeah, oh, they're okay. saying because she, legal. they said she was still technically running. No. Nah. But she wasn't. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> it was legal. it's legal to dive. It but just, I mean, isn't the dive as long as she's kind of on her feet? It just and, looks tacky, and you just. But has that been done before? 
Have you uh, have you seen did, that? I didn't. I didn't see any reports that said it had been, been done before. Right. Yeah. That right. It's been unprecedented, but it is not against the rules. It's not oh, against okay. the rules. So, so last week you you talked about the um, Italian gymnast and that kind yeah. of right? A little bit, a little bit. We mentioned her, but right? We We're not going to talk about her name, but yeah. I just think for anyone who's out there going, well, you know, I don't understand, and black people are doing so well, and they're so much because they're more muscular. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's just that um, these girls have worked so very hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've worked five times, ten times, a hundred times harder than anyone else and that's why they're there not yes. there there's no necessarily genetic advantage other than they work super effing hard and that's right. why to they're get winning the, the goals. same opportunity right just to get the same opportunities so um, that's all we'll say about that yeah. from last year. Congratulations, yeah. ladies. Congrats. You Congrats. guys are all doing amazing. Keep up those goals. That's keep right. up those goals. Go USA. All right. More Olympic news. We had some nonsense happen over social media. Ms. Ellen DeGeneres decided to shoot out a tweet. Made some people unhappy. <laughs> um, so basically, the tweet was her riding on Usain Bolt's back, saying, quote, this is how I'm running errands from now on. Hashtag Rio 2016. Hmm. So, you know, it was retweeted like 35,000 times, and a whole lot of people was like, are you out your mind? Basically, you just called him your mule. Like, do you not understand <laughs> that, like, there's some slave implications in that? And then there were people that were like, are you guys nuts? She was just saying he's super fast. And then Ellen responded with the following quote on Twitter. Quote, I am highly aware of the racism that exists in our country. It is the furthest thing from who I am. But I listen. Why did you I think wait, wait, wait? What were those little eyeballs that you yeah, did? Yeah, I know. That was shade. I just, was that no, shade I threw? looked to the Courtney, panel were, to mm-hmm. respond. Can you imagine if Courtney was your sister growing up? <laughs> just really the stuff, the shade you would get. I, mean, I just I was like, oh my god! I felt the lash me, me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's here's what I'll say. I believe that she's right. She is aware of it. it what's happening is that it's on the table for people out there to start um, addressing ways that they've been talking and been thinking, and there's no problem to it. So they're going to have to be more aware and some people think it's a hyper awareness but it's just an awareness that uh, Caucasian people are going to have to start to have but I personally when I saw this I wasn't as offended I was mm-hmm. I was somewhere in between in the middle because I understand it was a joke she's saying oh my god I'm it's on his back because she puts herself uh, photographs photoshops herself in lots of pictures she does so I, I I completely don't think Ellen meant any disrespect other than he's super fast but I understand that when you put a white lady on a black man sure there is yeah and, and I think we live in insensitive times right now yeah. anyway so you know just just some people may take that photo in a very different way she's a comedian and i think she was trying to be funny uh and i can see how other people can say you know that's you know uh, you know a white woman riding on a, the back of a black man and they can be insulted by that it's a little yeah. driving miss <laughs> daisy right, right? But, but though we're every, every this is a very sensitive time in this country right. right now and because of the election and everybody is super super sensitive so by ellen doing it i was not offended by it hate me right. for being not offended by it it's a joke i mean we can't get mad about every single thing if trump if donald trump was on his back yes be offended if that was a picture of donald trump photoshopped on there i don't it's Ellen just does that type of stuff anyway. It's just, fun. I mean, she would, if it was Brad, Brad Pitt running, she would right, Photoshop right. herself on his back. <laughs> so I, I was not offended by that at all. Could you please express the shade no, that you were holding no back? Shade. Here's the deal I'm not offended because rarely am I like super offended by anything that's nonsense. Do I think it was stupid? Absolutely. I think it was a poor choice. I think her response to it was more offensive by saying, I'm by no means racist. Nobody called you a racist. Like, but I, 
I'm not yeah, but come on. Well, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. That's not the point. The point for me would be you say, if she looked at that, she's getting all this. Her resp- I, it, it irritates me when people are constantly like, if somebody calls you for something that appears to be racist behavior or doing something that was very insensitive racially, the immediate jump is, of course I know about racism in black people and I'm totally fine to have black friends and everything's great. Like, that's how I felt about what she said, that she was jumping to that instead of just being like, you know what? I meant it as a joke. I'm sorry if it was offensive to some people. I can understand why that might be the case, but that is not my intention behind it. The jump to, I'm not a racist and I know about racism. Racism, like, it's just, to me, it was taking too much defense instead of taking responsibility for why that would indicate anything. Because if she, even if she had tweeted that picture with a different comment, it might have meant something a little bit different. The fact that she said, this is how I'm doing my errands now, like, this is a job, I'm going to use him as my car. I think, like, you, I think people were, are thinking way too I think deep even about if that. They are if thinking that's way too, if that's, that's the best too thing deep. I saw to match that <laughs> was that they had, somebody posted a meme that had two pictures during, one was like during Jim Crow era, one was during slavery. Mm. They had a little kid scrubbing on a floor and then they had another one with like a woman doing a black woman doing something with a white person sitting right there and another person and they said basically like uh they didn't mean anything by it either that they were just working for them at the time like Mm -hmm. that the point is still that that image still communicates something that maybe isn't a great thing to be communicating right now or you can at least understand why people see what they see in it and the fact that you don't own up to that to me is what the issue is did did she apologize you know if it insulted no she said I'm highly aware that racism that exists in our country it is the furthest thing from who I am she took it as an attack on her person only and she didn't but people were calling her racist it's people not like felt that, a way about they were it. That's her fine. But you never in this moment said, I understand why you might think that this indicates something about me, but that's not I who think, I listen, am. if she hadn't done this to herself, put put um, pictures of Photoshop pictures of herself and other celebrities over and over again, I would kind of get it, but she does yeah. this all the time. All it's the time, part yeah. of her guy. It's a black so. man running with a white chick on her back <laughs> talking about, ooh, I can run what? my errands now. <laughs> like, come on! Like, it's, it's, it's jokey as it is, like, it's obviously super insensitive. Like, it just is. And I'm not like, oh god, I'm gonna die, like, because she did that. Like, no. But in the end, like, if you can't at least see why people would see a problem I can it. see what I'm but, not saying I can't that's see. All, but that's but what people are asking for. I don't think for. it's racist, for, but Courtney, we keep That's what people are asking for. If she had said, I can see where you're coming from, that was but, not my here, intent. Here's the thing, that's though, all it had to be. Courtney, black Twitter will call everybody out, even people who don't deserve it. And that's why I think it's like, I don't want to, I can't jump, I can't get behind saying, yeah, that's totally racist. Because there's so many times when we're in, we are in a sensitive age. That's great. We need to be um, a million times more sensitive about things. But literally, we're jumping on anyone and everything who does that's anything true. right and now. And that's what I feel like. And but, I, and, but that's the point of social media is everybody being able to have their voice. Sure. Yeah. So we that's have right. to take the good with the bad. True. And, and the end, do I think it was racist? No, but I do think it was insensitive to not recognize why somebody sees a problem with it. Right. I mean, and sure. I don't think she did can, that, and get, that was I can, disappointing. I can get with that. I can, that was that. I can understand that yeah. point. Bad Ellen. <laughs> bad Ellen, bad Ellen. Ellen, just post, Ellen. you know, get some white athletes now and just post or just some say, on, on I'm going to ride his back and feel the wind in my hair. Or Like, why you got to be running errands? Like, why you got to be working for you? Well, but, because she's a lesbian and she's not going to have sex with him. 
Well, <laughs> oh, wow. No, I but guess. like, I think part of it was like. <laughs> that just went to a. That just went. A, no, that but just, here's why. I wonder if street. that would be. No, different. but here's like, why I think she didn't. It's not the same. It's just like a blonde, like a superstar model who super leads with her sexuality on a black man's back. That I would find racist. This, it's Ellen who's like, I'm Ellen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, get the Mandingo con, con, connotations in this. I don't either. I think she just yeah. used a wrong choice of words saying errands. You know, maybe the, the word errands is not the, the smartest move for we her. We all know she doesn't run her own errands we anyway. Are, listen, we all know she That's true. Errands, That's right. true. And it, yeah. All right. Well, there was more Olympic controversy that I'm sure you guys will jump on me about. Like, it was my fault. There's not three against one. Maddie was in the middle. Maddie was in the middle. There's nothing wrong with it. Watch the video I posted on my Facebook about post-traumatic slave syndrome. You'll understand why Ellen actually has post-traumatic slave syndrome based on that comment that she made. But anyway, okay, so... Um, <laughs> so last week we were talking about the gymnast and uh, we talked about Gabby, who has been getting all kind of shade because of her hair again. Black people, won't y'all leave this girl alone? So but it's coming good, from it black people. And she is an athlete. She is doing flips and, and somersaults. And, well, it, it, I'm behind. What happened with her, her hair? So in the last Olympics that she competed in and did so well, and uh, there was a lot of talk about her edges, and I didn't even know what edges were until I asked somebody. <laughs> I, don't, I learned what edges in a kitchen are. Thank you. Um, but they were really on her for, you know, little bits of her hair sticking out, I guess. And she's sweaty, and yeah. she's an athlete. So And, they, and they jumped on them later. again. They yeah. jumped on her again this well, she's been getting a lot of. She didn't hold her backlash. hand over her heart for the. She didn't hold her hand over her heart. Which, by the way, I didn't as a child either. Me either. So, so that's why I understood it. Yeah, but me too. In addition, she like uh, apparently she didn't have the best attitude that people would like to see from her. Okay. They assumed a lot of things, and black people specifically kept coming for her and her but hair. But it's so sad again. that it's black people. It is very that's sad, but not surprising at all. I know, but why? <laughs> and once again, I say, why are we, most black? A lot of black women out there are wearing some Europeans' hair or some Asian women's hair right now or somebody from India's hair so the fact that you have the nerve to judge this child with her own real hair is out there winning gold medals what, what were they saying this time? is insane yeah, but Courtney what were they saying this time it's, not, yeah. it's the same stuff okay. why yeah. is her edges napped up they were basically saying her kitchen was out of control Like <laughs> I know what, what that means now <laughs> all the same horrible ish that they were saying the last oh, time they were horrible. saying the same you stuff keep, but some of y'all out there need to make uh, India and Africa meet. That's You're what I'm going to say about some of your weaves, okay? Before you start talking, no, really, come on, you know what I'm talking about. The shade there. of it all right now. Don't <laughs> call me shady. She said Africa and India need to meet. I'm just That's saying shade. you can make the two That's meet shade. in between. Listen, I didn't have nothing to say on that one when she said that. I'm, I'm just like, like, I'm going to finish telling the rest of my story. I moved my computer I ain't got over. no part like, of that, um, but... Basically, <laughs> surprisingly, I mean, some obvious people, some people stood up for her. Leslie Jones were yeah. like stand up for her online, and a surprising star from Love and Hip Hop made a video that sort of went viral on her Snapchat about oh. why she had a problem with it. So I don't know who, if y'all know, but Cardi B is from Love and Hip Hop yep. New York, mm. and she made a big splash this past season. It was her first season, and she's known to be kind of crazy, she's not a funny. The one. She's funny, yeah. and she's a little out there. But basically, she was you know at the club over the weekend, and she was hearing all this. <laughs> 
this stuff. I love the, I love the setup you know, of this story. She, she, she at the club. She was hearing all this stuff about <laughs> She was at the club. I didn't make that up. She was at the club, sweating it out at the bar. And then she was oh, thinking, boy. she started meditating and thinking about how people were coming for Gabby and her hair. So she decided to make a video about it and put it up on Snapchat. So this is what she said. Quote, you know when you, we sweat our hair out, our kitchen start coming out, right? And it really disgusts me how a lot of you black females and a lot of you Spanish females was coming at them saying their hair was not done. Their hair was done. It was brushed. The problem was that they sweated it out. And this is what happens to our hair when it sweats out. And she showed her hair like she had her weave. Except for her India and her Africa were not meeting. All I'm saying, They ladies. weren't meeting. They weren't meeting. And she went on to say, if black lives matter to y'all so much, then black looks, Afro looks, should matter to y'all too. Y'all are so used to perming the our MF and hair, y'all not letting us love our real effing hair, and this is what it comes with it. This is what comes with our coarse hair. And she showed all of her kitchen and all of her edges and all of her sweated out crazy hair, and she was like, I support, I ain't even gonna call my hair nappy. I'm gonna call it strong, because when I get in a fight with bitches, they pull my hair, that shit don't come out. <laughs> and, and the mic dropped. I was like, drop the mic. She dropped the mic. Me. Nobody expected her to have like a position on any kind of political situation, but she got a political situation position on your edges and your kitchen, and we should be <laughs> celebrating it, not tearing each other down because of it. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Um, I'm just specifically for Maddie. Maddie, okay, so we kind of give you the briefing of what was going on with this story. Do you think that black people just put too much focus on, on those type of things, like, for example, with Gabby and her hair and, and the coarseness of her hair and how it looks when she, you know, when she's performing at the Olympics? Do you you think that we focus on the wrong things? I mean, it's, it's it's her performance. That's why we're there to witness this athlete do her thing and to perform. And of course, you know, the appearance is part of the performance. If she looks good, it's just because you got some what you say split ends or whatever. Well, I like the term strong hair. We'll call it strong hair. Strong, strong hair. Strong hair. Yeah, we strong hair, strong strong hair strong, coming strong. out right or left. She's performing. She's right. an athlete. I mean, what are you supposed to do? So. I mean, they're giving her a little, you know, hard time, but that's what social media is is, is for. That's Everybody has an, everybody a has point of view. They have an opinion. But she has to be strong, and I'm sure she's strong, and the people around her are strong to not let that affect her right. and her self-esteem. And then she has fans and, and people supporting her. It's not about the looks. It's about what she's doing, how she executes her routine, and you support her. But... Come on, people. Come on. Yeah, I mean, let's focus on the fact that she is a, you know, a super athlete that, and how many uh, ethnic people were on the gymnastics yeah. team and, and killing the game and changing history overall and how many awards as African-Americans we won this year. Let's focus on that. Exactly. You know? I mean, we focus so much on negative stuff sometimes. I mean, we all do it, me included. You know, I have to check myself a lot of times. Post-traumatic but, slaves and you know, but, I'm, but, I, but no, it's really, I, I really <laughs> am trying to change my mindset with a lot of things yeah. and focus on other stuff because those things aren't important, you yeah. know? But you know. I mean, what, my thing is, what good does it do to the point on the floor? You know, right. why, why don't you point on that positive thing and uplift so some uh, some other young girl or young boy is inspired by her example? You know, right. and and if she has a, a head thing, somebody help her get an endorsement or something. <laughs> right. Make make some money right. out of this thing. L'Oreal, where you at? Or I not mean, L'Oreal. Uh, we'll give them. 
TCB. Gabby won gold the last time, yeah, right? So did. where is her hair endorsement that she should have had after those Olympics? Where are her? You know what I'm saying? Black athletes do not get well, the same monetary it. compensation that some of the other athletes do. So I'd love to ever see Crim- not just a hair not ad, but nature does. That's straightener. Uh, that's straightener. Uh, that, I mean, but that that's like what black hair care products are going to go after her? Uh, that would be okay. a major endorsement because up until this point, I mean, now the natural hair movement is like strong and right. in full it's, effect it's but like yeah. there aren't that I mean other than like Carol's daughter there are no like True. major ad campaigns well, mixed, right. mixed, for natural hair mixed, mixed, mixed chicks there's lots of things that exist but there are no made you, do Can't you see right. commercials right. for mixed chicks right. no right. You that's true really, you only like, see like the L'Oreal's the Revlon's exactly and, kind of and, and, and sometimes the cream of nature and you know and, even when they have their like like Pantene had their hair curly for her curly hair and that girl had a curly straight it was like curly white girl like wig <laughs> on like, it was like you really trying to sell that to us like right, that's right. really gonna work like yeah, so that, you know right. I don't know but but I mean the point is and I think Maddie said it really well like come on we're here to watch them Compete and I, you know, if there's a there's a viral video floating around, if they talk to ma- talk to male athletes the way they talk to female athletes and ask them the same kind of questions, and it's absurd. I mean, the male yeah. athletes are like, what? You know, I'm not even going to entertain yeah, that. And right. it's unfortunate that our women athletes have to endure a lot of those kind of silly, silly being asked right. stupid stuff. Like Fox News, even though I didn't want to bring them up, like totally <laughs> had you, a right? sit down yeah, with two. No, they had two. I forget two. The, the two guys. I just watched it, and they were asking, basically saying like, why can't the girls put on a little lipstick? I mean, this is on a <laughs> international stage. I'm like, if you can run a hundred meters in like two seconds. I need some lipstick on for it. <laughs> yeah, like, right. All you? that's going to do mean, is show, slow me down. Uh, they're, they're like, you're on camera. And then he's like pointing to the reporter like, look at you. You put on makeup to do the show. That's just sitting in a chair. She is not running. But you know, that's true. it brings up a point that we are living more in public. And there was an old film called We Live in Public about 10 or 15 years ago that kind of foretold that everything would be on camera and yeah. it would be storifying and, mm-hmm. and Snapchatting and all that stuff. So it, it's just going to get worse in terms of appearance. Because now I do know, and again, plastic surgery, it's fine if that's for you, but it's becoming the norm now and oh, sure. that threw me off you know I didn't under I didn't realize that that was going to become the norm and I think it is because we are so much on camera whether you're an athlete a performer right. or a host or whatever or just got a snapchat or, or listen yeah. right exactly yeah. they don't care right don't care. but yeah. I still feel like there's a lot of us out here who are holding on to like I'm just gonna see where it goes on its own and you know I want you guys to hold strong <laughs> although obviously I dye the heck out of my hair it would and be... you you have good genetics not everybody yeah. has good genetics you know what? Right. like I say listen I pray I this, like that if it starts messing up, I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna go see the really? doctor. Oh, but here's the I thing. Mean, By the way, it's not just good genetics. Like I don't eat meat. I don't eat dairy. Well. I, do, I had to do a lot of things so to fulfill. Yeah, vegan. I had to do a lot of things to fulfill my good genetics. Uh, it doesn't True. just happen you have on to its own. Nurture the, yeah, you absolutely. Have to nurture the garden for sure. Because I'm your mom's age, Maddie. All right. No. <laughs> Y'all don't know that she's 97. She's 97 and a half. It's about to be her birthday. I tutored Morgan Freeman when he was a few years behind me in grade school. He was a little slow on long division. Well, I just say support. Let's support each other a little bit more. I'm not mad at her. Or just be nice. Like if you think her edges are out of control, just keep that. But to more, more yeah. importantly, if you're going to judge, but if you're going to judge someone's edges, and we all know it, but like think about it. Next time you want to put a tweet about how someone looks or this or that, it says so much more about you. It really yeah. does. Right. It doesn't well, say anything about, about Gabby's yeah. edges. It says everything about you and your insecurities. So right. just know that you're broadcasting all your insecurities to the world. Right. And they probably don't care. But right. Yeah. They're like, and talking about us right now. They're talking about us right now. They're talking about No. Like, is she cute? No, right. I'm, I'm, right. listen, I'm sweating She can say edges. that. Her daddy white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating out my edges right 
down. This thing just shrunk up like three inches because I can't stop sweating on camera. That's a good one. That's, That's not fair, you guys. That's not fair. <laughs> Oh, oh you're crazy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. You know, I love sitting by you, Rachel. You know that. Because I, I make everyone else look good. Because I'm a fool. No, no, That's fine. You're I'm happy, though. You're amazing. It's all That's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the next topic, you guys? Are you, are you done, Courtney? I mean. Um, we are done in conclusion. We have concluded at Gabby's Edges. All right. Oh, all right. That's going to be the name of my next band, Gabby's, Gabby's Edges. Gabby's Edges. I like that. I like that. All right. We're going to move on to our EUR web story. Spotlight of the week. With, someone who does take care of their edges and does not get criticized for this as much, I guess, is uh, Miss Amorosa, who does <laughs> stay in the news a lot. Uh, she is in the news again because there is a new PBS documentary that's coming out called The Choice, and they're going to be following the election, and it airs on nine twenty-seven. Um, but people obviously have been giving a lot of slack to Donald Trump with a lot of things that he's been saying, which is which is crazy, um, that he has been saying so many crazy things. But this documentary is really focusing on a lot of things such as a candid look into each of the presidential candidates' upbringings, professional lives, their triumphs and, and fails. Um, the event features former President Bill Clinton as well, his impeachment, the making of Trump's reality show, The Apprentice, and the saga involving Hillary Clinton's private email server. Well, when they recently sat down with Omarosa, who is currently serving as Trump's campaign director for African American Outreach, <laughs> if you did not know that fact. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to just giggle right there, right out yes. front, out loud and all. Well, she made a statement supporting Trump. She basically is, in this in this documentary, is, is implying that anyone who opposes Trump will have to bow down to him. So that kind of caused... She's this, not wrong about they, that. They you this, will if he they, wins. This, had the, this caused a major chain reaction of people and reporters were like, well, wait, what do, you know, what do you mean by this? So this is her quote. She said, Donald Trump is running for president because he really, truly believes he can turn the country around. More importantly, every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. Um, I'm surprised she, she wasn't like, Kyle Trump. <laughs> she also said that Donald Trump's economic... Uh, let's see here. She said Donald Trump's economic policies will help impoverished African Americans and don't get tricked into voting Democrat. What do you guys think about that? Oh, Courtney. Oh, don't Courtney. look at me. Or what Courtney, my God. captain. No, she's, I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, some woman who was on a reality show is to get it. Is, first of all, how is she even qualified <laughs> no, to be his campaign and, and, and person? And she's a preacher. I'm like, first of all, what do you do, Omarosa? Like, right. last I heard, she's you got were a, a minister. Yeah, like, she's I a thought, minister. Last I heard, she was a minister. Right. And then. She's so, not qualified for this position. And whoever hired her for that position obviously doesn't even understand what is what are the needs of that position because I don't personally and I can't speak for all the black folks but I don't know that Omarosa can sell me a political candidate in any way shape or no, form. No and they kind of backed no, the but- wrong black reality show person. You picked Omarosa who's not even likable. If you were going to go to the lowest common denominator and find someone on a reality show because you thought that would reach um, you know, black Americans you picked someone that black Americans don't actually like that. We don't cotton to her that much. We don't but I'll tell you something I did find out that she does have a huge church following and you know that, she that has makes a, huge a difference. church following that makes a difference. So where? What? Because yeah. the major... <laughs> <You said where? laughs> I'm pretty familiar. In L.A. I mean, I'm not like... 
uber familiar with the black church, so to speak, but I got a little information about the black church in this country and like some of the top preachers and these mega churches and that kind of thing where he might be trying to like cater to to sort of get votes and Omarosa ain't on that team, so I don't really know. Yeah, maybe, but- maybe they were like, oh, she a preacher? She knows some preachers? Okay, the black folks love their preachers, so we're going to go to like and just assume that she would have those connections, but I don't necessarily believe that those connections actually exist for her, so somebody didn't do their due diligence at all. Well, what's her official title? Preacher. For, for, for her church. <laughs> for, 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 uh, campaign for, one. Uh, the official title for the campaign is she is Trump campaign director of African American mm-hmm. outreach. Oh, okay. so it's like a so mean like, title. Yeah, well, you know, it's like marketing, marketing yeah. to, right. to the people. But figuring out how to sell Trump to black people. I understood right. that you picked her because she was on The Apprentice. But again, she's not the most warm, lovable, likable. There's a million other. Exactly. But she's not And she's going to always speak about him. You know what I mean? She's always, she's very outspoken. So that's going to play into I, I could see him using her on his team because, because who else was he going to use well that's true who too. else was he going to hire well remember those mm-hmm. six black people that we that were um, interviewed by um, Larry, Larry Wilmore Larry Wilmore nobody cared or no like, so they were Trump supporters maybe he would hire one of them. I think but speaking of insensitive using the term bow down you know in yeah, terms of talking to a leader is, yeah. is ridiculous because you're talking about a critic nobody. and a detractor like it's my job to critique you and have <laughs> questions about what you're talking about like that's my job as a citizen of the United States of America that's about to vote like I'm supposed to, and I'm not going to bow down to nobody but Jesus told I'm gonna need you to like never say that out loud. Like, yeah, well, I respect you as my president and follow your rules probably, and maybe move to New Zealand. But like to say about like to me, that's very disrespectful, and that shows that. even further that she don't know who she talking to because if she's trying to get black folks in the church to come follow we him, ain't nobody, nobody black folks man. in the church right. ain't bowing down. Don't tell no black woman to bow down. But I think it's interesting. She is don't get tricked into voting Democrat. Most African Americans um, are Democrat. There are a lot of still Republicans holding on to the. It was the party of Lincoln. Uh, that was not the case the party today but I think her saying don't get tricked into voting Democrats is her way of trying to appeal to those Republicans of your you know which it's funny because I will say like that comment is the only thing that I will slightly stand with her on because I do think that as a black community, often we are like, vote Democrat and like don't look at anything else because right. Democrats are supposed to be in alignment with the minority and to help the other people. And that's not always the case. Well, no, and you it's have not to always do, the case. You have yeah, to your research and educate yourself regardless, on. no matter what so, party you choose to do. Just educate yourself. Don't go with just popularity. Even though I think she's crazy as hell. Right? So I agree, I agree yeah. what you're saying. But as the Republican Party, if they really want African Americans to come into you know, they're fold, and they have to make a real strong effort and outreach yeah. to really reach out to the community and not just give lip service, but actually give a plan, programs and things of that sort. And then I think it could be. I, want, I, I, I think that, you know, lumping all African-Americans in as Democrats, is, it's, that's... That sh- it shouldn't well, be we're, that we're way. We're only doing that. I mean, I only way. say that in that terms because it's a, basically a two-party, you know, yeah, country. Right. Unfortunately, it should be more, but it's only two. And I'm gonna. Well, they pick... did give the Green Party a town hall on they CNN gotcha. yesterday or the day okay. before. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. So you get to listen to them. Yeah. Um, they had some interesting I'll things say to say. Uh, one thing I want to add about Omarosa is again, we're talking about people who came up through performing. Like they're these are these are pseudo actors. Um, you know, maybe this started with Reagan, who was also an actor mm. that they propped up and gave some lines and he spoke really great and he looked like a president but you know even hiring her to do this job she's not qualified for I'm an actor no one should ever hire me to do that job (laughs) (laughs) no but really I'm not qualified for it well Amorosa was an attorney uh, apprentice. She has not been 
not a tourneyed for a long time. I mean, I just know. I'm just trying to give, you know, some, no, like, she has some kind of education or something else. I'm sure else. she's a really nice person. I just know my one experience with her is I wandered into some, some store on Ventura Boulevard, and she was just, I'm going to Africa tomorrow for a big thing, and then I'm going somewhere here, and then I'm so fabulous, and you know I know Donald, and I was like, shut up! Yeah. You know, and I just, it's super <laughs> self-important, so I hope that since those days, whenever I ran into her, yeah. that she's calmed it down, yeah. and is actually doing this, because she I, truly believes in Donald's, uh, if you believe in what whatever he's not saying he's going to do, because well, he, he has not articulated anything, he's going to build, gonna build a wall, yeah. and hire a lot of people. If you believe in him, then great, but if you're just mm. doing this to stay in the public eye and on TV, like, shame on you, Amorosa, for selling out black people, like, trying to convince them to vote for someone who'd imprison us even quicker than the Clintons did <laughs> well, in true. the 90s. I mean, here's the thing. I just don't really take her too seriously anyway. I mean, and maybe she could be really supporting his policies and wants us to know different things that we have not been exposed to from what he's shown us so far. Where? where? But I... I Starting on the 27th, because he has a new campaign yeah. manager and he has a new CEO or something, something. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's going to give policy speeches starting on, I think they said August 27th. So yeah. look out for those policy speeches. He's going to start with education and he's going to talk about um, the legal. Uh, but why wait until the system. 11th hour? Well, it's not the 11th hour. Technically, this is like it's the, the night. This is the like. The horse race know, now. Like it's like the last like the two last, and a half yeah. months leading gotcha. into the actual Hey, election. guys, it just occurred to me like I shouldn't talk smack about people in case we want to have them on the show, huh? Oh. Well, they can come defend themselves. <laughs> they can come defend themselves. All right. All right. Well, well check, out, check out The Choice, September opinion. 27th. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching this on PBS, so yeah. I really want to find out awesome. what little behind-the-scene things that they're going to reveal on this yeah. show about you know our election this year and our candidates. All right, we're moving on to someone who's also catching a lot of controversy, Woo. Nate Parker. Uh, we know him well because uh, he's a great actor, for one, and then he also has a huge deal Record-making deal, seventeen million, seventeen point five million. After his uh, film that he showed at Sundance, *The Birth of a Nation*, um, he's starring in it and directing in it. Well, this week uh, some controversy went his way when a old rape case um, came to light, and uh, a lot of people are starting to wonder, you know, which Nate they're getting, which side they should take. Uh, here's a few facts, so bear with me. There's a lot of detail here, so I'm going to read a lot of it so I don't mess anything up. Um, the case was pending from a 1999 when Parker was a student and wrestler at Penn State. His roommate, Gene Celestin, who is also a co-writer for Birth of a Nation, were both charged with raping an 18-year-old female in their apartment after a night of heavy drinking. The woman claimed she was unconscious at the time while Parker and Celestin maintained that the encounter was consensual. She later said that she was stalked, harassed, um, by, stalked and harassed by Parker and Celestin after she reported the incident to the school, and she was afraid for her life. Both men were suspended from the wrestling team, and Parker transferred <laughs> to a different college in Oklahoma. A jury acquitted Parker of the charges in part because of the testimony that he had consensual sex with her, um, and that he, you know, that it was prior, prior to, to the incident. incident. Prior to the incident, Celestin, who was the roommate, was found guilty of sexual assault and sentenced to six months in prison. He appealed the verdict and was granted a new trial in 2005, but the case never made it back to court after the victim decided not to testify again. After the trial, the victim has left college and she received a settlement from Penn State for $17,000. That's like a dollar. $17,500 to be exact. Um, unfortunately, in 2012, the victim committed suicide at the age of 30. So now, because of the fact that um, the 
obviously the movie is is getting a lot of play, and the the trial is being reexamined because the public attention of, of Birth of a Nation, which Fox Searchlight as we mentioned, bought for $17 million last January, is the executives now are a little bit worried because they were supposed to put him on basically a marketing and traveling uh, roadshow campaign is what they call it, where he travels to churches and college campuses talking about social injustice. And that's one of the heavy conditions for Sunday. So now they're afraid with this controversy coming back to light that you know, he he will, people will not want to see this movie and it'll jeopardize all the investment that they put into the film. And some people are also criticizing him because they feel like he now is kind of trying to give his side to the story um, and not be sensitive to the victim's family and and what has happened to the victim as well. Well, don't you feel like talking about this now and it coming up in the press is sort of a preemptive strike? It's like, let's talk about this now so it doesn't actually come up in December and ruin shots for awards. I think that's part of what's happening with the releasing of it. Um, but this is Sticky Wicket. I mean, I would love to know what the gentlemen think first, actually, um, what you guys' opinion on this is. Well, I mean, not knowing all the facts outside of what you you read, this is this is horrible Absolutely. on all sides. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, speaking as you know, uh, a brother. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and also as a filmmaker. You know, you put your 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 blood and sweat and your time in in working on a project. Um, as a on the executive side, I don't know how they continue. Well, how what their plan is going to be to promote the movie, mm-hmm. to um, to get people to, uh, you know, are they going to have him in the front? Or are they going to have him uh, not in the front? And is the movie just going to speak for One itself? Or uh, the other cast members to step up and promote the movie? Uh, there's a lot of unknowns on this. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in 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 in. Uh, for Hollywood, I mean, there's a lot of money on the table Lots here, too. I mean, this is a huge so, deal. Yeah. how do you address this? I don't know. This is like a crisis management kind of a yeah. situation. Uh, but, I mean, there's something that happened. I don't know what happened. Um, but something, you have a movie here. It has to be addressed. Someone has to talk about it. I don't know if he spoke about it or not he's made statements that's what they're saying yeah. his statements have been sort of insensitive but I disagree with that because I feel like his statement or at least the one that I read I wish I had uh, brought it with me but he did basically speak to the fact that if he was talking to his self as he is now like 10, 15 years ago however long it was ago he would have done things differently, differently and he can yeah. see how this was probably not a great situation to have been in and he mm. put himself and this person in harm's way unnecessarily etc cetera, etc cetera. so he didn't obviously he didn't you know say I raped the girl right. and got away with it but he definitely sort of spoke to that to me in a very uh, in a slightly more comforting sort of way to at least not <laughs> absolve himself completely of responsibility because he didn't just say well I was acquitted and right. I didn't do anything like he it did kind not. of did in an earlier statement it <laughs> sounded like well I was acquitted and blah mm-hmm. blah and then he sort of addressed it further and the thing I, I think I mentioned this before on the podcast like when I was in college and it's very common most women I know have been in a situation where either they have been day raped or been pressured yeah. or something has come close to that. And I was in a situation with a guy who was probably not a horrible person. This was a guy who looked like a kind of a, I'm going to say a dumb jock. That's what he looked like. And he had sort of a crush on me freshman year. I didn't pay any attention to him. Got drunk at a, the first party we had in the dorm. 
I cannot drink. That is what I learned early on. But I was super drunk. He somehow got me, told me he was taking me up to my room, took me in his room. And I ended up, and he started, let's just say, putting his hands where he shouldn't have, and I threw up on him, all Mm. over him. And that is what's, no, that's what stopped. I do think it would have been a full-on date rape if I hadn't thrown up on him. Now, when I was in college, it was a long time ago. I didn't even think we called it date rape, but it would have been inappropriate. Now, I've always thought about that guy because he wasn't a horrible, evil, terrible person. He, but... There was someone who was 17 or 18 making these terrible choices, and much like uh, Nate, was in a situation where it could have gotten out of hand. So I'm like, huh, is that someone who should be punished for the rest of their life uh, for something that happened? I don't know. I mean, we're supposed to, in this country, have penalties, and then you have paid your due. um, And he has certainly tried to make up for it with his, I think, with films and things like that. But at the same time, it does need to be discussed. Um, I'm not someone who went through it, and I think there's a lot of people who did and have been raped who probably have very different opinions Mm. of him and whether they'll go see the film or not. So it's a a bit of a sticky wicket. But the other thing is, I went to NYU. Like, those kind of threesomes happen all All the time. time. Not in my room, but in other rooms, like, constantly. (laughs) I mean, mean, come on, in college. Well, that, that's the yeah. thing. You're having, and everybody's doing, like, everybody's drinking. And nobody knows. You're having like, sex in the bed above while the you, person is sleeping. having sex with the same person. That's the right. Not when like, I went to NYU. I wasn't in that door. You didn't live in one scene. I lived in Hayden Hall. Hayden was the study one. We were in the party. Ruben or Weinstein. That's where you should have been. But you know that these situations happen, and a lot of people willingly are having, you know, three, six, four, some seven, at 17 or 18 year olds. So. I, we don't know what happened. That's right. we weren't there. Well, I do have his statement. I pulled it up just now, and I'm just going to read it. Um, this is one of the things that Nate said. He said, I was sure it would come up. It It is there on my Wikipedia page, the Virginia pilot. I stand here, a 36-year-old man, 17 years removed from one of the most painful moments in my life, and I can imagine it and, and I can imagine it was painful for everyone. I was cleared of everything of all the charges. I've done a lot of living and raised a lot of children. I've got five daughters and a lovely wife. My mom lives here with me. I brought her here. I've got four younger sisters. Women have been such an important part of my life. I try every day to be a better father to my daughters and be a better husband. I guess I That's wish you'd address the, the I wish you'd address the There's victim, more. right? Oh, there is more. There, I was there gonna is say more. there was because I remember reading something more. Um, I will not relieve the period of my life every time I go under the microscope, he said. What do I do when you have a certain level of success when things start to work, things go under the microscope and become bigger and and bigger things. I can't control people. I can't control the way people feel. What I can do is be the most honorable man I can be, live my life with the most integrity that I can, stand against injustice everywhere. I see it. Lead charges against injustice, against people of color, against the LGBT community. That's me. The the black community is my community. The LGBT community, too. And the female community, that is my community. That's me. That's who I am. That's still not. Else. But okay. whatever, it doesn't matter. Regardless, like it sucks. Like it, it does, sucks it for does. the movie. It sucks for what that movie means mm-hmm. for this country because now it's for like it. I, it I'm sure it'll be okay, but it'll be marred by this. Right, and and among black people, but also among white people, they already think yeah. we're that anyway. So that's mm-hmm. what's a bummer about that in terms of because he's got this big movie coming out with yeah. black man with the most hype for a director, and white people already kind of think we're out there acting at like animals, right? So it sucks when this comes up in. In this particular situation. And here's also the thing, and I hate to, here's, the, here's also the problem with the story. Um, I have a sister, never would imagine that this could ever happen to her, never would want anything like this to happen to her. I They've been interviewing the victim's brother, and he's been yeah. very vocal about just the insensitive th- nature of the entire case. Um, 
the problem is also is that I also feel like sh- she's not around to defend herself anymore, right, yeah. regardless, or or we don't know any more about the story. And then I feel like now media sort of picked a picture of her maybe not being the most stable person. You know, I don't know if that's a result of the way she was before, or if that is a result of what happened to her. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't even feel it, comfortable discussing right, that honestly yeah, because she's not here to. She's not here to defend herself, so it's like one of those things. And in the end, what we have is he was put on trial for it. He was acquitted, whatever the reason and being like he went through the system and that she stood up to him and they came out this way. Mm. And what I, I I don't know, like you said, like do we continue to punish somebody that? Was their, a stupid nineteen-year-old right. drunk dude that did probably something not right, but right. still legally we determined that it was okay, and we said it was okay. Right, we, like we need to address maybe those issues why legally it was okay, and yeah. why there's so much drinking on campuses where people can't make good decisions. But well, do we continue mm-hmm. to punish him, or do it's we... interesting that the roommate, uh, the uh, co-writer, yeah. was yeah. put in jail, and that's obviously because he did not have sexual relations with that woman but before. before. Well, that's what they, so, they were saying. That's like the only movie. reason he was, uh, you know, convicted yeah. and. Yeah. He, wasn't whereas they both kind of were obviously involved in this situation yeah. um yeah. well you know we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens but with you this. know what i feel like if we can forgive rob lowe and um the other popular male actor who was in the room who somehow name never comes up when we talk about what rob lowe back in the day but there was another famous white actor in that room uh with him if we can forgive them and let them have careers and jobs so um maybe we should give a brother a chance too to uh you well know, and there's also an thing. aspect that i feel like conspiracy theory is like you know to to, to build a black man up to tear him back down you know well just, just he tore himself down yeah. he I'm did, not, yeah, but i'm I can't saying go on that argument because he had a rape trial and his roommate was i mean convicted yeah, and yeah. That's nobody's bringing him down. He brought himself down by some no. bad choices, and he knew it was out there. So, right. so he but but he's in. talking about he's it, talking dealing about with it. it, and he has started schools for uh, film for people. So I would love to see him do something for, let's say, uh, victims of rape. You know, donating and, and money, maybe, or and maybe that's the route that, that the executives need to look at. Maybe yeah. that, maybe that's a play. But then maybe that's also him looking more guilty. Well, like that's true too. Accept, like yeah, I, yeah, don't I don't, I don't, feel, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in his position. No, 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 no. Would not want to be in his position. Are you glad you never raped anyone? Thank. God, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that's probably the first time that's ever been asked on this show. All right, we're going to move on from that subject because we only have a few more minutes left and we definitely want to talk about um, what's really important today as well is Maddie's book. Um, so, But before, I would just want to make one statement because we were supposed to talk about one story about what's happened in Louisiana, which is horrible uh, with the flooding and there's 40,000 homes that have just been devastated and destroyed um, but where I will say this is Airbnb mm-hmm. who we've talked about on the show who've tackled racism they've, they've yeah. been criticized for some racism situations they have stepped up and are allowing hosts to give boarding to uh, evacuees um, for free so um, they, as of right now the the they have something called the 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 activation tool or the Airbnb activated disaster tool, which is a response to help the victims and the evacuees. And at least 180 people from New Orleans to uh, Alexandria have benefited from this and are able to have a shelter to live Go during this time period. No. Um, so <laughs> this actually ends on nine four. So shout out to Airbnb for yeah. doing this because there's a lot this of victims out there. And it's crazy, crazy, right and now. it's not getting a lot of coverage, which I'm really it's disappointed about as well. Um, but you know, 
keep supporting those people and helping them in any way you can because I know I'm, I have family there, so I'm you definitely know, trying to do I the same. I got some friends and family mm. that lost houses. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to talk now about this book. All right. Bev. All right. All right, Bev right here. Tell, Maddie, tell us, you know, like we said before in the show, you have been instrumental in so many iconic movies that a lot of us grew up to. What was, first, tell the story a little bit. I know the story about Bev, but tell the story today, Anis, about how this book came well, to It came about two years ago. I read this uh memoir written by Beverly Luther's sister, Meredith Copel, who wrote a memoir about her sister that kind of highlighted uh, her gift to the uh, civil rights movement. She was a five-foot-four uh, Caucasian woman who married an African-American man. She had two biracial kids, but unfortunately she passed uh, in her 40s from cancer. So her sister wrote this memoir so her, her kids can know who their mom was mm. and know that she was a social worker. Uh, she went to Columbia University. And uh, Mickey Schwerner was a friend of hers. And when he was murdered uh, during um, the Mississippi burning, uh, he was one of the men, uh, it affected Bev, and she wanted to use her, her gift to uh, to help African Americans outside of just watching the horrific images of you know brutality mm-hmm. and things of that sort, so she answered the call and she flew from New York to the segregated South during uh, the Freedom Summer, and she helped pre-screen all the marches, uh, a majority of the marches, and um, and so I was blown away by the memoir and I said I met her sister and I said this has to be a book. I'm a filmmaker, so I'm thinking this has to be a movie, too. That's just, you know, but I wanted to launch as a book. And I went to New York City in um, hometown, and I uh, met with Karen Hunter at uh, Simon & Schuster, and I told her the point of view of seeing the movement through the eyes of a leader, but a worker leader Mm -hmm. who was not African-American. So you see, we always see the images, these black and white images of all the multicultural groups of people with Dr. King. And I just wanted to know who were these people. And so I found one. And so the book kind of details who she is as a person. She's going through a lot of internal issues of of wanting to be a a wife, a mother. She, She goes to a therapist. So you see there's layers to this woman. So the book re- literally le- reads like a, a motion picture. Mm. And so you see her from the, from the starting in New York, going to the South, and, and becoming, you know, inside of the movement. You mm. know, there's one thing of it, uh, when you're watching it on television, but when you're in the trenches with uh, African Americans and you actually see it, you see why they're fighting. You right. see why these people uh, are, are mistreated by police and why aren't they given the right to vote. Which is, you know, constitutional, you know, part of the constitution in America, uh, and so she, she literally used every gift that she had uh, for the movement during that summer, and you see at the end of the summer the the progression of the woman. It has changed. It changed her life, and so uh, that's what Bev is. It, it came out uh, this June, and I've been. Doing book tours. Yeah. You, you have know. a book signing this Saturday. And a book in, signing in at uh, Lamarck Park yeah. uh, Book go ch- Fair. Go support by the book. If you're in LA, and then I also have a book signing at Book Soup on Sunday, uh, and so it's a you know little fun thing. And then I'll be going to Detroit after that, and 
going back home to New York, and it's 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 going great. A question for you: Is it that she was married to um, someone black and had black kids that made you interested in this story? Because quite yeah. often we see stories through a white person's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. through a white person's eyes. So when I first I was like, mm. then I went, oh, I see, she was has more of a connection. Yeah, it, that was the connection for me is that you had this woman who had biracial kids and they wanted to know who their mom was. Yeah. They wanted to know and her sister was bold enough to say, you know, you know, cancer, you know, didn't define your mom, you know, that this is who she was, you know. Uh we're in a time where, you know, it was some people, some Caucasian people were afraid to stand up. She was Absolutely. one of those who yeah. decided that I'm going to stand up. Yeah. And right then and that, that makes her a hero to me. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, there were, we had our African-American civil rights leaders, Dr. King and, you know, Jesse Jackson, all, all of the, the great men and women of the movement. But then you had leaders right behind them. Yeah. And that's who she was. So uh, to answer your question, that really kind of grabbed me, the the fact that she had two biracial kids, and, and I wanted you don't even uh, hear those stories much. No. You either hear a white point of view, or you hear an uh, African American point true. of view. But thank you for acknowledging there is a point of view, because yeah, like, as course. I, listen, I'm a black girl, that's what I lead with, but I'm also mixed, or biracial, or whatever, and I'm constantly being slapped down on Twitter for acknowledging that, and you know, that's, that's fine if people don't want to be- let me have my experience of blackness, which right. does include being biracial, yeah. but I'm black, I don't know, I'm a black girl, right. so yeah. it's a weird place to be, because I never want to disrespect anyone, or think Absolutely. to think I'm not 100%, you know, down and black, but I also do have an experience growing up with a primarily white parent, yeah, so. yeah. It kind of shaped me, obviously. Because since we have to wrap, where can fans get the book? You can buy this online, any Barnes & Nobles, Walmart. uh, It's everywhere, digital. And you can also go to your local uh, Walmart or Barnes & Nobles. You can purchase it there. Is there a website for just this book, per se? No. Well, actually, you can go to simonandschuster.com. And uh, just click on, you know, Bev, and you'll find it. When are you and directing we were, the movie? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The movie. We'll make out. I know I'm, you I'm sitting around. I'm sitting, I know you got the screenplay. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting around a whole bunch of actors, so yes, it's coming soon. Oh, yeah. no, we weren't even saying that like we want a part. I mean, no, I mean, no, listen, listen, since you're putting it out there, Maddie. Listen, listen, since you're putting it out there. You see, I can grow a mustache. I'll play any character you need. I have an afro. I'll dye my hair back as dark color. Where can fans find you on social media? You can reach me on Twitter, Maddie Rich underscore ENT on Twitter. And which social media are you on more? Twitter, Facebook. What's your Instagram? Maddie Rich underscore ENT. Okay. Courtney, where can fans find you? You can find me everywhere at Stuart Starlet. Rachel True at Rachel True on Twitter and True Rachel True on Instagram. You said that's so exciting. I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited. trying to get it in. I'm trying to get you it got in. It. Uh, <laughs> at Dario Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you guys for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Please pick up Maddie's book because yes. it's an amazing read. Thank you. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the film as well when it comes right. out. And All being right. cast in it, apparently. <laughs> we don't put that out. <laughs> All right, have a great weekend. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. And any pictures, maybe...
The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.